0: Greetings, fellow ones of the fourth dimension, and welcome to the Greatest Land Galaxy. My name is Alan Foster, and joining me for a retrospective of the nearly ten bloody years ago, can you believe it, series three, is Mr. Michael
1: Mould. Hello, sir. Hello. We're going to struggle with this one because Skype's being a bitch, as usual.
0: Yep, sorry if there's any robot in or Dalek in or... Anything like that, but uh, Skype is sent to try us, mm-hmm. um, and at the moment is putting on a clinic at fucking up, so fingers crossed <laughs> for us. Um, so yes, as I say, we're going to discuss uh, Series 3, mm. um, which, oh gosh, it seems like ever such a long time ago now, which I suppose it was, yeah, 31st of March 2007 was uh, Smith & Jones, so Blimey. just un- just over nine
1: years ago. Wow. Crikey. Oh God. <laughs> Uh, we're old as shit well do you know what the the really weird thing is getting off Doctor Who for just a moment right that was just there was a moment where I was at work this week (laughs) and I don't know I was just doing my job and suddenly I thought God Star Trek's first contact came out 20 years ago this year oh shut up it's like, oh fuck! No, it's not allowed. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's terrifying now. I mean, I remember a couple of years ago when it was like Jurassic Park celebrates its twentieth anniversary. It's like, no, I saw that in the cinema. Shut up!
0: <laughs> well, I'm watching a documentary series on Discovery at the moment about a cut like a, a unit investigating a cold case. Yeah. And the cold case was in 1994, and they're saying, oh, you know, it's tw- over twenty years ago. I was like, no, it wasn't. Shut it was up! Not over twenty years ago.
1: <laughs> Shut up!
0: <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so uh, all the pe- young people looking forward to this, all you millennials out there, yeah, you, you can look there. forward to this, yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, so let's launch straight into it. Smith & Jones. Mm. Um, it's, it
1: wasn't a bad opener, as I recall.
0: I liked it. I mean, yeah. I think going into in, going into this, everyone was fairly sceptical
1: mm-hmm. because
0: uh, we're now we're, we're in a, a Billy piper future yeah. in these ones. Um, so I think that a lot of people, like old gits like me, were somewhat worried mm. that people were not going to go with it.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean, obviously, we've got uh, Freeman argument who uh, at the time was a pretty newcomer, wasn't she?
0: Oh yes, fresh yeah, fresh face. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was more. I think to, to our sort of thought process, or my thought process was that we survived a Doctor transition. Mm-hmm. But you know, they'd only been the Doctor for one series, and I think although people did like him a lot, mm-hmm. and people a lot of people still do, I think it didn't feel as as big an impact as losing Billy Piper, mm. who I feel like a lot of people really got on board with. Yeah. So I think a lot of worry was that you know there would be a desertion in droves of all the young people who watch Who, <laughs> sort of the new fans. Obviously, you know, we're only two years in, still a lot of uncertainty. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of this, this felt like a sort of make or break at the time. I don't know. I think looking back on it, it's it, probably a bit of exaggeration because it worked out. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it was by no means um, certain that people were going to go with Freema.
1: Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I remember um, when she was first announced. Obviously, it was part of uh, the moment of who. But I thought, yeah. well, you know what? Um, you know, she could be perfectly fine. I mean, she could even eclipse Billy Piper. Um, yeah. I think, in retrospect, I don't know if she ever did, but I think that's more to the writing of Martha Jones.
0: Yes, yeah, so I think then. we'll 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 talk about that as we go on. Yeah. Um but uh yeah um as for smith and jones i remember mean, it was one of the ones i watched sort of in in a big in sort of a big event i went to mm-hmm. a like an event to, a fan event to watch it mm-hmm. and um yeah it went down really well um i think in the sort of the great pantheon of opening episodes mm-hmm. um it's sort of mid table i would say
1: yeah yeah um,
0: yeah, I mean it's it it sort of does the it does the job that people expect the first episode to do now. You know, it's sort of quite light. It's fast. It's, you know, it's really big. Um it's got some little clever bits in there, you know, the bit with the all the whole business with him travelling back and giving her his tie and all this sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um you know, it's it's sort of the doctor uh, despite what's happened to him in the past. Yeah. Um, the sort of the arrogant smug doctor is well in force <laughs> David Tennant's yeah. kind of um, Doctor Swagger is kind of in full oh,
1: force yeah. in this one <laughs> oh yes, I mean just the bit where he does the, the quick change after they get transported to the moon and it's like he pulls back the curtain and there he is in the blue suit mm, yes,
0: yeah. and the bit with the where they get first get transported to the moon and he can't be bothered with the the doctor, the junior doctor, who's freaking out, <laughs> and just talks to Martha, who's sort of you know fine and going with it and having the
1: best time ever. Hmm. Um. Also, we get introduced to uh, the Jadun Yes. In this one, um, what did you think? Make it the space rhinos? Because I
0: yeah, that, well, uh, interesting idea. Rhinos. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, I, um. You know, I did like this whole idea of you know there being a, a basically and essentially a police force for the entire. Mm. galaxy or whatever and you know it was one of those things of it, it's sort of like we can do these things now so why don't we <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: You know, even though we were stomping around in new rocks any any people who've been to camden at any point in their life will have seen plenty of <laughs> um yeah it's it, it was just a bit of i remember just sort of watching it going wow you know it, and it was kind of that suspension of disbelief thing where you, you kind of didn't you're able to sort of take your mind away from the fact is of just a tall bloke in a big suit. Mm-hmm. You know, you can really go with the fact that yeah, space rhinos. Go on with it. You know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and I mean, also there's this, they're not so, even though the the police, yeah, you know, they're not like like good guys necessarily because obviously they completely off one guy just because he was scared and he smashed a vase over another Jadun and they just mm-hmm. flat out executed him. Yeah. Um,
0: no one said they were good dudes, you know, no. they're indifferent, I think is the, <laughs> is the, uh, the problem, you know, and sort of one, one of the things of, uh, one of those little RTD things of, um, dropping little, uh, nuggets in that will get used later and things like that. It's tradune is prime
1: mm. example of that sort of thing. Mm. And, um obviously, we have the plasma the main villain of the piece um Dear old Reid. yes, bless it um it's very sort of very sort of revelling yes. uh, very the panto
0: eaves. day might yes. in places very very quite big and rah, you know like very uh, sort of our rolling villain as you as you quite rightly say mm-hmm. so yeah, overall, good job, and I think that um but it, one of the things that um. Possibly comes back to haunt this series. Really, is sort of uh, is bedded in at this point mm-hmm. with the whole idea of the Doctor's not travelling with anybody right now. This yeah. is just a one-time deal. I'll take you because you helped me.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, after after the adventures in Smith and Jones, it's off to Elizabethan England and the Shakespeare
1: Code. Yes. Yeah. Um, th- this is our second hist- uh, celebrity historical, and mm-hmm. this is this is. Sort of where. Oh no, sorry, third actually. I keep forgetting mm-hmm. about um, The Unquiet Dead. Yeah. And if there's sort of like a rot to these sort of things, I think this is kind of where it starts to end because there's yes. a lot of like the, the knowing in jokes. As if, I mean, Unicorn and the Wasp was a far worse offender for it. Um, and sort of like, it, you know, they the they actors may as well just be winking straight to the camera as they say, like, yeah, you those are straight... still talking for a penny whistle, aren't you, at some point? So, yeah. Like, so
0: you know um I would like to say I think um a lot of people that I knew mm-hmm. who were sort of down on David Tennant somewhat was the smug gittery <laughs> that went on and I was going to say if there is an example of smug gittery in this mm-hmm. show the mm-hmm. Shakespeare code is it
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: um, yeah I mean it, it's just it is quite a lot of just them swanning around and looking at you know how clever are we and all this sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, but I think there, there's interesting things not to be down on the show it's good fun and I think that um, there's a really interesting idea in in this the whole idea that words have power
1: mm-hmm. like
0: the way we use maths Yeah, and I thought that was a super interesting idea
1: mm-hmm. and also it like sort of plays on sort of Lost history, uh, you know, Love's Labour's Won, um, mm. which was the play that the Carrionites were using to release the the rest of their race um, by bewitching Shakespeare and doing it. Um, obviously, that in reality, that play obviously disappeared to the the uh, mists of time, and I don't think I don't know if, I know if anybody ever really figured out what happened to it.
0: I always thought it was one of those things if they thought it was. It was like they he started writing it, but no, I don't think anyone's ever been able to definitively prove it. I don't think. I mean, I'm not really up on my
1: Shakespeare mm. history. I must say. I, um, I'll just have a quick have a look on Wikipedia to see if anything. Mm-hmm. Play appears to have been published by 1603, but no copies are known to have survived. Uh, Another theory is that the title is an alternative name for a known Shakespeare play. Hmm. Yeah, it doesn't really say exactly. There's no sort of like idea of like what actually became of it. So I think that's kind of why it, uh. Yeah. my Gareth Roberts threw it in. Um.
0: What did you make of Dean Lennox Kelly as, uh. Is Shakespeare?
1: I liked him actually.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought it was quite funny in that I remember when Doctor Who Confidential used to be on many moons ago. <laughs> that I think I seem to recall him saying that he was basically gonna just play him as like sort of a rock star. Yeah. Oh, his time, and there's like a bit where he comes on stage and does like a sort of a Van Halen kind of high kick sort of thing <laughs> as he comes on. And, yeah, um oh, oh, I thought it yeah. was
1: pretty funny. Yeah, and the bit's like when where the doctor and Martha are in the crowd, he really does that, and uh, mm. you anyway, know, so he's gonna say something like, I oh, really clever, and, and uh, Shakespeare just comes up, with, shut your big fat mouths. <laughs> <laughs> the doctor just goes, ah,
0: <laughs> yeah, oh. um. And obviously, we get the little nu- again a little nugget of uh, of Liz one rolls up and is not mm-hmm. entirely happy with uh, the doctor. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> which is something that pays off much, much, much later. Yes. Um, but yeah, um, it's, I say I don't say it's a fun episode, mm-hmm. but it's one of those ones of it's kind of so big and yeah. so broad that you kind of feel a little bit like the the really interesting parts of the episode. Or yes. the bit that really interested me particularly is kind of a little bit. It's drowned. Yeah, it's a little bit drowned in there, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's you know, it's a bit like a you know, a bit like a buttered Snickers.
1: Yeah. You
0: don't don't need the butter. <laughs> the yeah. Snickers is fine. <laughs> um, and also, it's really as well the kind of really hammering in this whole thing of the Martha crushing on the doctor,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which oh boy, that yeah. becomes a
1: problem. <laughs> Yeah, this, this and Gridlock, which we'll uh, get on to. There's a particular mm-hmm. moment in Gridlock where it's just sort of like, oh, come on. Yeah, well, we move on to Gridlock then. Yeah. So the bit in particular is um, when the doctor says, when they first arrive on New New York and he says, you know, I brought Rose here and she sort of mutters to herself, you know, have you heard of the word rebound? Now, this, the, I think this is the biggest problem I have with, with Martha is she's mm-hmm. not, she's a, she's a bright woman, you yes. know, so the fact that the doctor sort of like leads into these places where he would take where he's taking Rose, and she even like I said, she says, "Have you ever heard of the word rebound?" She would have thought she would have clicked on a lot sooner than this that he's not that into her, and he's not he's it's he's generally just like taking her along as a friend. Yeah, and
0: it's like, pick up what he's putting down, darling. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> um, yeah, but it's a thing of, it's an annoying character trait, mm-hmm. because obviously you want to, you want, you don't want your companions, as sort of watching this as a modern audience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: it's kind of, it kind of diminishes Martha in a way to sort of keep up this kind of quite teenagerish crush on the Doctor. Mm. You know, uh, not just the thing of thinking he's handsome or something like that, but it's a full pelt like, I mean, she's the way that she looks at him sometimes. It's like, calm down, dear. (laughs) I mean, it's like, oh, bloody hell, it's leave it alone. He's not that into you. Um, but and but so as as it goes on, it's something that I think is quite irritating, and I think it diminishes Martha Martha's character, mm-hmm. and it's kind of a boo to RTD for this because I, I sort of understand what we're trying to do, yeah. But it's 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 kind of too kitchen sink, yeah. You know, it's too soap, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Really, and again, this was another another thing that kept coming up um, in sort of in sort of criticism of this period was this. This kind of soapy, kind of East Enders, sort of not even East Enders. It's kind of like sort of teenage soap operas. Yeah, you know that kind of Hollyoaks sort of thing, yeah. and it's kind of not. I don't know. I don't, it, just, it, it sort of. I don't want to sound like an old git. Get this out of my Doctor Who. <laughs> but yeah. you know, I think when it's it's a good idea. It, you know, I'm not saying don't have drama. I'm not saying don't mm. have family stuff. And you know, Martha's family comes up in a big way in this. Mm-hmm. But um, don't do it to the detriment of, especially when you're coming after Billy Piper and kind of this colossus and companionship, th- mm-hmm. who's casting a big shadow over this. He's like, we get it. Yeah. You don't need to keep going on about how it's casting a shadow. It's mm-hmm. casting a shadow on its own.
1: Yeah. Exactly. It's
0: already the elephant in the room. You don't need to keep pointing to it.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's like Mike uh, Branagan says to the doctor, you know, this mother, she must mean a lot to you. And he says, hardly know her. You know, it's like, it's like, mm. it, it's like what
0: are you doing, girl? You know, yeah. Especially as you know, like it's one of those things of if you were Martha's friend, mm-hmm. you would be grabbing her by the collar and taking her home <laughs> at this point because this is this is on a road to nowhere. Mm-hmm. But I mean, talking about uh, gridlock's a gridlock's a fairly good episode. I don't think it's particularly bad. I think it's got nice bits in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it you know, again, it's it's going to kind of kind of depend on how your tolerance for cat people. <laughs>
1: Do you know? I I don't want to disrespect Ardal Hanlon because he's a no. great person, but he could have had anyone in that role because he's barely recognisable. I mean, oh, if, if it weren't was. for his voice, you wouldn't know it was him. No, I mean, obviously absolutely. that's that's a testament to the prosthetics because he he does look like a proper like cat person. Yes. You know, but... Again,
0: it's it's that that RTD thing of interesting idea, mm-hmm. flabby execution. Yeah. For me. Lock. Um and it, again butter in the snickers the macro in this
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, this is what I think I like heard all the Doctor Who fans in the country go what, what? <laughs> the macro who in
0: an episode that no that does not exist this.
1: no from what 1966 66 I seven, say. 66 yeah. when was the macro terror let me let me check uh terror. 1967, so... Yes, well done, there you go. ...for 40 years. Yes. And they've never been a Doctor Who again, and then suddenly...
0: Here are the Macra, and yeah. you know what? The um, special effects, they did their best, but...
1: Ooh, no. Mmm, mm, bit, no.
0: bit bit cartoony.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's so weird, because the Macra... For those of you who don't know the Macra they were like these these giant, super intelligent crabs Although they were in the Max era. But here, they're just sort of like mindless... Animals. Monster. Yeah. They're just big crabs. Yeah. I think... Was there a, I'm trying to remember. I think there was a line... Like, they kept some in the zoo of New New York and then they got out because the city died. Um, but it's sort of like... I don't know. The, I think the fact that the, the reveal is like... I think they should have just been remained hidden. He's, yeah like just it could have just been like anything like it could have been they could have just been crabs that have been mutated by the pollution from the traffic jam or whatever it didn't have to be the macro
0: yeah see the myelux from fallout you know it's like yeah. it doesn't need to be like oh we're a special crab man it can just be just whatever you yeah. know rather than dogs going oh, the macro and then they just leave them
1: yeah you know what i mean yeah exactly <laughs> when they're still down like, there oh my
0: god and like <laughs> <laughs> but it's like
1: it's just like I'm trying to imagine like all the kids watching this and the Doctor goes the macro and they're like who? what? <laughs> watch this space
0: we're going to get him back." <laughs>
1: oh my god <laughs>
0: watch this space macro macro terror the second nice also um, I've seen to remember again Doctor Who Confidential Vague Memories mm-hmm. um, The RTD wrote a story in I think one of the like the Christmas annual that comes out at Christmas time yeah. about a thing about the face of Bo and the sky cracking open right yeah, and obviously then it turns up in this, this whole idea of this prophecy of the sky cracks, of the thing opening, mm. and the all-important face of Bo portentous line,
1: mm-hmm. you, you are, are, not are not alone. alone. Mm. 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 We'll come back to that.
0: Watch this space. Oh, <laughs> and here we go. It's time for the trio of Flab. <laughs> <laughs> If this oh. is this in series three. Um, not to spoil my feelings on this upcoming three episodes, but mm. this is kind of the soggy bottom of um, of yeah. series three right here.
1: Yeah, I think this is. I think if series three is infamous for anything, it's this. Yes, Daleks in Manhattan: Evolution of the Daleks.
0: Can I just say? Yeah. Apparently, they were going to call this Sex in the City, as in S E C S in the City, and they chickened out. <laughs> I'm so unhappy
1: about it. Still. Oh my god! I think that that sort of sums it up, really, doesn't it? Mm. Oh. It does. Yeah, and the 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 biggest peeve I have with this one. Are we is... talking
0: about both of them together, *Darks in Manhattan* and *Evolution of Darks*? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like,
1: yeah, Well, it's the cliffhanger, so it's kind yes. of both. Um, yes, true. It wouldn't. It would have been quite a bit of a, a stunning cliffhanger. But then the Radio Times.
0: Oh yes, right. This is. Oh god, what a what a palaver this was. This was like the great domino. This was basically the the house of cards. Mm-hmm. That once it came out that the, there was a huge basically a spoiler on the front of the Radio Times. Yeah which people who don't live in the UK is the, is kind of the biggest circulation what's on telly guide. Yeah. And although, you know, obviously having a paper version of that is inter- incredibly anachronistic these days, what with the interwebs and all the best, all that business. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people still buy it. I still buy it. It's handy. Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah. So when this came out, it became a, basically a game. Who was going to not be spoiled by this? And I remember go, you know, queuing up for my lunch in a shop and sort of seeing, you know, the magazine rack and literally turning around and walking backwards in the queue. So I didn't, so I didn't see it. So I think I made it. I think I wasn't spoiled because I I found out way in advance. Uh, Unfortunately, Chuck wasn't and knew about it. Mm. So when you have the old "I am a human Dalek," I was like, Ooh. Okay, everyone else was like, seen it. Yeah.
1: Oi. I mean, I I can understand why they did it because it was sort of like, yeah, this is.
0: Well, well, as RTD, I think because you got a lot of heat about it, as RTD says, if the Radio Times offers you a front cover, you take the Radio Times front cover. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I don't disagree with him, but blimey.
1: Mm hmm. Ugh. So um, you
0: just sort of, I mean, because the episode running up to it, I mean, I'll, I'll be the first to admit, when they come into 1930s New York and the whole idea of people sleeping, you know, the camp in Central Park, something I didn't know anything about, actually, the Great yeah. Depression and things like that. So I actually genuinely learned something from it.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, that's good.
0: Yeah, that's very good. Marvellous.
1: Yeah, and then Pig Slaves.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And then there's a song in it.
1: Yeah. It's so, like, okay. <laughs> um
0: okie dokie yeah gosh what um, a bit of a mess this What this two parter really mm. Not. It, it's one of those classic two parters of not quite enough story for two too much for one
1: yeah yeah <coughs> mm-hmm.
0: um so yeah I haven't really got much more to yeah to say about it other than it's one of those things of you know it's happened and we will never speak of it again
1: <laughs> yeah Dog Tommy guns. Anyway, um, (laughs) let's move briefly on to the Lazarus experiment.
0: Again, really, again, not a terrible idea. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know what it is about this one. It's just kind of...
1: The CG, I think. Yeah. The CG, the CG Lazarus is just... I mean, I can understand, like, I can, like, get away with, like, Junk DNA, or you know, evolutionary past. Again, not taken. great idea. Yeah, but like a a fifteen foot long scorpion thing.
0: Yep. Again, has anyone, <gasps> seen, has anyone seen the end of Mummy Two? <laughs> oh
1: my god! <laughs> Especially Actually, the Scorpion do you know what? King. To be fair, I think actually the CG in this is better than at the end of the the movie returns. I remember Um,
0: sitting... I remember actually, sidebar, I remember sitting in the cinema watching that. Because you know what? The Mummy, Mm -hmm. I will will stand up by that. It's a legitimately good movie. Come and fight me. I think it's good fun. and I think it stands up. Mummy 2, not so much. But it's still quite good. You know, and I'm going with it. Sitting in the cinema. Remember the thing opens and everyone... I just heard the whole cinema go, what the fuck?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah... Oh like uh but I have to say I do like Mark Gatiss. Mm. I, he, was, he, was, he was pretty good in this. I like it. Yes, I do. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um we actually haven't talked much about um Martha's family.
0: Yeah, well this is one of the things that comes up in 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 this. Um yeah, he gets a right old slapping off his mum, Oh,
1: God, yeah.
0: Cool. It'll take the taste out of your mouth that one. Mm. Um, but it's one of those things of, <laughs> obviously, having had this sort of contentious relationship with Jackie.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, we've just got to have a bum that just straight up hates him for no
1: reason. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's kind of, like, weird how sort of... Violently she hates yeah. him. Yeah. I mean, even, so like, before um, the sort of man in black light sort of has a word in her ear about him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just... I mean, I, I can understand that. Maybe he's overprotective mother. She would just only wants the best for a daughter. Fair enough. Fair enough, but.
0: yeah. I've, I've got to say, I think if someone was, you know... If I was hanging around with some bloke, I think my mum might have a go at him. But, you know, I don't know if she'd slap him.
1: Yeah, it's it's really... It's very weird.
0: It's very strange. I mean, the is, and then you got the thing with... Obviously, she's got her... Is it, It's one sister and brother, which we only yeah. very ba- very basically see. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I think, actually, wasn't his...
1: Reggie Yates, wasn't he? Yeah, Reggie Yates. Cut out. Yeah, I I saw it on deleted scenes. Yeah, I think he he was supposed to be in the the closing two-parter, but I think he had other commitments. That's why you only get like that brief scene.
0: Very brief scene, yeah, yeah. Because as well, I mean, but someone pointed out. Um, as you go through the series obviously meet Martha's sister doing this in very you know posh job working for Professor Lazarus Mm -hmm. and the next time you see her she's working for Harold Saxon so in basic and you know as far as we know these these episodes happen in real time yeah so in the basically in the space of six weeks she's gone from working (laughs) working for Harold Saxon right at the top of the government yeah I want to which agency does your CV with because I want to Given mine,
1: well, I mean, I don't know because I mean, you know it's said that Mr. Saxon helped fund the Lazarus experiments, so you know, maybe yeah, she... the same
0: company or something like yeah, that. Maybe, maybe she, yeah, maybe she
1: got head or to do something,
0: yeah, maybe because yeah.
1: obviously, um, the man in black lights sort of works for Saxon, so obviously, he's trying to keep tabs on the doctor. So, what better way to do it through a proxy? Yeah, in...
0: see, again, Yeah, again, I'm gonna sound like a broken record of, in this. Here's the interesting bit of the episode. Mm-hmm. Don't make me, you know. It's this thing of I've sat through. I'm going with you. I've sat. I've sat through forty okay minutes of Doctor Who, <laughs> yeah. but the, the the really interesting stuff is in the two minutes there.
1: Yeah. It's. Um, I mean, of, of course, we. I can't, like you say, I did love. Uh, I did love uh, Mark Gatiss in this, and he, and he and David Tennant play off of one another. Great. Yeah, you know, especially yeah. in, like, Cathedral, um, you know, the, the Doctor's speech about, like, everything turns to dust, you know. Yeah. yeah. Immortality is not worth it. But yeah. Vlad just goes, yep, I'm okay with it. <laughs> I'm fine, oh, I'll,
0: I'll work it out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cool. So, gosh. Um, but, yeah, I, I've got to say, I think at this point, having had sort of three so-so weeks,
1: mm-hmm.
0: everyone was sort of going, eww. Mm. Are we going to be all right?
1: Yeah. And oh, now, I think things do improve with 42.
0: Oh, yes. And there, there is a, a sharp upward trend coming mm-hmm. um, in sort of really hit sort of, again, spoiler alert of what I'm going to say here to the end of the series, virtually, apart mm-hmm. from the basically, well, what we'll talk about last time was when we get to it. But it's a sharp upwards inclination in quality for me, uh, sort of coming from the next episode. Yes. 42. Um, yeah. So, never never knowingly
1: ripping off a, a good format. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor Who does real time. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, it, it's, it's kind of weird, actually, this one, because as as good as an episode as it is, I, a lot of people don't seem to talk about it, strangely. No, it's
0: the Great Forgotten episode, 42. Yeah. And it's one that I, I really like, 42. I'll say I think it's deeply underrated. mm um, it's a really interesting idea. Obviously, twenty four was kind of the height of its powers in two thousand seven. Yeah. Um, so, you know, Doctor Who says why not us as well, and um, does mm. a, an episode in real time. Um, there again, loads of re- I really like Michelle Collins in this. I mm. thought she was great.
1: Yeah.
0: I thought the whole idea of this—it's one of those great um, Doctor Who things of a kind of immensely powerful alien.
1: Yeah.
0: Sort of like oh, we got away with it, but we can't do nothing about it if it decides to. Mm-hmm you know eat us or do whatever so we're just gonna go all right lad we've got away with this one let's go and it's <laughs> that sort of thing <laughs> mm. um but yeah this the whole thing of the burn with me and all that sort of stuff yeah. that's really
1: good yeah 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 um and especially when the doctor gets, gets it this, yeah. that's that was creepy that yeah i thought so and <laughs> again
0: and um Oh put your put your bib on Martha because it's time for another big bowl of shit from the doctor.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah, I mean, I think I've said before on this show that I think Martha is probably one of the most hard done by companions and again she goes through the ringer in this one. Yeah. And not nary a thank you afterwards.
1: Yeah. I mean, first of all, you've got all the pub quizzes and stuff. and then... I
0: thought that was a great
1: idea. Yeah, that's, a, that's yeah. a great idea. I like that. Yeah, um, that whole
0: bit the Doctor's doing about happy and prime numbers and all that sort of thing, that is yeah. funny
1: stuff. Yeah, and there's like the classical music um, with mm-hmm. Elvis Presley and the Beatles. And the Doctor like starts rambling off and then he sort of comes up with, here comes the sun. it's like, oh, no, hang on. Um <laughs> Yeah,
0: yeah, it's it's a little gem. This one, I think it's underrated. I think that uh, you know, a, apart from obviously, we got a few episodes coming up that are kind of the crown jewels of of Doctor Who and really get talked about a lot. But I think Forty Two is really worth a revisit if you haven't seen it since it went out.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's 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 interesting as well because going back to Martha again, this is kind of where it's remarkable how like how long it takes her for to get the the cell phone upgrade. And the key to the mm-hmm. TARDIS. She so gets yeah, both of them. Really, yeah. ages. Yeah, this is like
0: a seventh episode. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So I'll pick. Please get the hint, please. <laughs> 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 again, no, you know, it's again. This is an intelligent woman. This is mm-hmm. no slouch. This is a junior me- medical student. She knows what's up, and so like, oh, I'll please just take the hint, love, and just go. You know what? It's been a laugh
1: mm-hmm. in
0: bits. You know, mostly awful actually. So I think I'll um pack my bags and piss off frankly yeah (laughs) but no she sticks around but you know in a way thank goodness because here we are the crown jewel of series three i think maybe or Mm -hmm. nearly the crown jewel human nature and family of blood blimey wow yeah um i think maybe one of the most emotionally affecting Mm. episodes especially the stuff in family of blood oh man it broke my heart
1: oh god yeah and it's sort of like, it's, you know, it's so sort of disturbing as well, watching mm. the doctor, you know, obviously he's not even the doctor, he's this sort of like made up human mm. who, because of the chameleon arch. So you see him do things and you're just like, no, this is wrong. You know, it's like, you know, he, he, he authorizes, you know, Tim Latimer getting a beating because he couldn't uh, like change the machine gun uh, magazine quickly enough. You know, he hides behind, you know, teenagers to save his own skin. You know, like, hell, he supervises the machine gun class. Let's get back to that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, We should also talk about actually this being an adaptation of a a Seventh Doctor Mm. book, which I thought was a really interesting idea because obviously the books are kind of this huge wealth of ideas. Yeah. And it obviously, when it, when it came out, the book was kind of you know extremely well received, and it sort of you know mm. maybe one of the top ten books they ever put out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it to, to sort of choose that as an adaptation was really brave, and they pulled it off amazingly well.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think it sort of comes down as well to Jessica Hines, yeah, and her Joan Redfern, who is unbelievable in this.
1: Mm. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's such a brutal weapon. I mean, it's so emotional and it's kind of brutal as well. Yeah. Again, Martha, it just eats shit through this. All the oh, racism. God. Oh, geez. she's subject to is so uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's it's veiled, but it's so thinly veiled.
0: Oh, well, it's not even yeah. veiled. I don't think in some case, well, especially like Joan and her. Yeah. <clears throat> and she's going on the thing about all the bones in the hand. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like Joan's like, yeah, whatever.
1: Yeah. Oi oh so uncomfortable
0: mm-hmm. and there's that whole confrontation actually when as with john smith as dr as john smith yeah kind of he's trying to understand he's sort of asking martha the sort of what are you to him you know and all this sort of thing and you sort of think yeah a tremendous question martha
1: please answer that <laughs> yeah oh <coughs> oh my god it's uh, yeah uh, blessed did this i think this is probably some of female arguments best i think Oh, Is she's it, incredible in it. She's trying, like, as like as Martha, she's trying so hard to just, like, you know, help him out, but she's just getting just
0: absolutely just beat down yeah. every second, and by the person she's trying to protect as well. Mm. You know,
1: um, yeah. But also, we do have to give a, a shout out to the villains of the piece.
0: Oh yes, the, the incre-
1: incredibly creepy family of blood, and especially Harry Lloyd this yeah. Jeremy Baines slash son of mine. Oh, my God. Good grief. <laughs> hey, DC, if you ever need somebody, if you need, like, another Joker... Yes. This guy. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking hell, man. I mean, the... the um. But was it... I'm trying to remember. Was it Human Nature or Family of Blood? When he's sort of like, you know... Um, oh, yes. Yeah, so the like, up and stop talking. This is... That's a good girl. You know, he's just like, whoa. And he's just like... He's, his face is, like, constantly frozen into this. <coughs> twisted like grin, yeah he's pure properly unhinged mm. but
0: the the most the most interesting part is the doctor's revenge
1: oh and let's not
0: think about the bush it is revenge
1: oh fuck yes he really and it's really overkill oh yes yeah but you know what you kind of you're, you're like yes you don't the blame time. him
0: yeah, you don't blame him You when you you sort of just go, yeah, and you watch it. But then when you turn it off and you think about it, you think, fuck. Jesus Christ. This guy,
1: yeah. Yeah, I mean, we t- we, we've talked about, you know, Waters of Mars plenty yeah. on this podcast. But... Again, overlooked, I uh, yeah. think, this but, part. Yeah, fuck me.
0: Um, I mean, if the Twelfth Doctor did this, people would lose their fucking minds. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, God. This is, yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say... Human nature is probably one of those books that any doctor could have done, but I don't, I don't think so. It, 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 when you get to this part, mm. I mean, I mean, obviously this, I, I can't remember the end of the book. I don't know whether he did the same to the family. In in that, um, I don't in remember. Here. No, but no, I don't remember. Um, but you can't, you couldn't see like Peter Davison's Doctor doing this. No, absolutely not. But I'll tell you the most brutal part
0: for me mm. is the part where he imagines his life with Joan. Mm. And oh. That is awful. Oh,
1: it hurts Lord. so bad. Well. I mean, especially the the end of the vision where he says, "You know, yeah. it's everybody safe." And yeah, he's never
0: yes. been, ever led a good life, and that sort of thing. It's like, well. oh, stop! I will take
1: it. And and then uh, even I mean, even after like the you have like the quote unquote high of the Doctor's revenge, then the knife gets stuck in again. You know, when the Doctor comes back for Jones and sort of like says you know do you want to come with me and she sort of like says and i'm, I'm going to quote this she says if the doctor ne- had never visited us never chosen this place on a whim would anyone here have died and he yeah. doesn't answer he can't answer because he knows you know probably we're not and then she no. just says you can go yeah you know, just just go oh vicious jesus
0: Maybe not an episode to rewatch if you uh, want cheering up no. <laughs> or something like, it. but I mean, as a piece of drama, just you know, leave all the Doctor Who trappings out of it. It's an incredible
1: mm-hmm. piece. Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I and mean, I even even like if I missed it a bit at the beginning. Actually, of uh, Jones sort of like put down the Doctor and says he was braver than you in the end. You know, you chose to change; he chose to die, and that's mm-hmm. and that's exactly what it is for John Smith. It, he's you know, he's had this artificial existence, but it's still in existence, and he's still <laughs> obviously it's it's the right decision ultimately because the family blood have to be stopped. But
0: yeah,
1: I mean, could you like could you do that? You know, if if it came right down to it, I mean, you must imagine like even as he was like opening the watch for you know, you could just like picture David Tennant just blubbering and just like shaking because of what must be done. Mm. you know but uh, oh yes
0: oh crikey heavy stuff but incredible stuff mm. and you know it, it, but it's again it's that sort of thing of <clears throat> it seems so odd that this series could produce this sort of thing but mm. we've just had the Daleks in Manhattan and Lazarus Experiment and all that sort of thing it's like a completely different show
1: yeah I think this is kind of why series 3 is I don't know I don't, I'm, I can't say it's one of the weaker series as such but it's it's because it's so wildly inconsistent. Yes. You know what I mean? I mean, even, like, you know, for all we sort of shot on see, um, The Caretaker in Series 8, I mean, there was a lot of good stuff around it, though. Mm. You know, and I, it's, I, mean, I mean, it's only maybe... This series, maybe Series 7, I would call... I don't know. I, I see. I feel bad calling Series 3 one of the weaker ones. because... Yeah, it's, because it's, it's, it's not. You know, it's not, Sam. the bad... Really stands out.
0: Yeah, it really sticks. Mm-hmm. You know, and I do remember sort of sitting sitting on a sofa after Family of Blood and going, "Where's this
1: show been for the last three weeks?" Yeah, and you know, going from the Sublime to the equally Sublime. Blink. It's Blink. What what can we say about Blink that hasn't been said before? Really, I, honestly, I don't. It it's just like a lot of people say this is a good one to get like people into and
0: i kind of disagree because the doctor the doctor ain't in it he's in it for five minutes yeah
1: that's true but it's it's a really good five minutes oh yeah it's a tremendous five minutes the whole like the whole bit with like the the dvd easter egg and stuff and like sally's sort of like answering him and then he's answering back because it's all like yeah. been transcribed, or will be tra- or will be going to be transcribed, and then given to him for him to accidentally take back to nineteen sixty nine because of the Weeping Angels. Mm. Uh, yeah,
0: um- <laughs> I mean, but again, it's uh, well, you know, this launched the career of um, Carrie Mulligan. Yeah. Who's been in proper big films and all that sort of thing. Yeah. It's the episode that sold a million T-shirts. Yes. <laughs> um, it's the episode that probably got cemented Moff, uh, stewardship of the show mm-hmm. next. Um, brought us the angels. Brought us the angels. Maybe one of the best monsters since the return. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's probably in the conversation for one of the best episodes of Doctor Who ever. Yeah. It's it's just tremendous. And again, I think um, sort of Genesis, the idea was, it think, I think it's in one of the annuals.
1: Yeah, it was a short story written by Moffat. Yeah. Um, I think it was what I did on my Christmas holiday. Yeah. By Sally Sparrow. Yes. And there's a picture of
0: her peeling the, the wallpaper, mm-hmm. you know, and it's all the little clever things in it that you only get. When you see it a few times, the bit where Sally Sparrow goes to her friend's grave, yeah. you know, and she says, you told him you're 18, you're lying cow, <laughs> <laughs> which I think is amazing. And Brilliant. the bit where, <clears throat> the, you know, the weeping angels, you know, people were going, oh, look, they're, they're not moving and no one's seeing them. And it's like, well, you can see them. Yeah. So they're not moving. I and mean, when you point that out to people, they go, oh, fuck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, fuck.
0: Um, And and the
1: ending, of course, where it's like the the doctor's repeating his warning of don't blink and it's showing all these statues like this is this is like where Moffat's love of taking the mundane and making it fucking terrifying. Come yeah. to play. Because... Yeah, it really
0: does. I mean, it... as well. At that time, I was living in. This is when I was still living in London. So, I mean, London is statue central as yeah. well. So, <laughs> walking around, centre going, oh,
1: oh, run, <laughs> getting chased down down the street by Eros.
0: <laughs> oh, ew, gross,
1: <laughs> creepy. <laughs> uh, Chan, so shall we move on to Utopia Toe? Yeah, let's. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Chan, yes, though. Um, <laughs> yes, Utopia. Um, mm. The the first part of the 3 part. there isn't a 3 Are honest. No.
1: Um,
0: <laughs> it, but it really is. Um, I must say, this episode, it holds... Like, the first time I watched this, it holds a lot of good memories for me. And mm-hmm. I think that the master hype was starting. Yeah. And I think people were cottoned on to, this is probably what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But um, I've got to say for five for for 2 minutes there Derek Jacobi might be the best master we've had since Delgado mm-hmm. and yeah. probably yeah and you know before and since maybe
1: yeah and it's and it's i mean i can understand why you know you want to get John Sim in as the master because you want you know someone of a similar age David Tennant to play off but
0: i wanted so much
1: i've taken Derek Jacobi. As Derek
0: I mean, the thing where he turns, it's that moment I always bang on about yeah. when he turns around and he's just his eyes and you yes. see it and you're like, holy shit, he's the master. And then he yes. says, I am the master. You're like, fuck. And I remember watching it. <laughs> and we, were, we had like, we had some KFC. I remember just bloody chicken going up in the air and just like, <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Yeah. Oh, my yeah. And it's it's even sort of like hinting up to it, you know, when he's like idly, so sort of like just like stroking the watch with his thumb.
0: Yeah. And oh, of... can we just talk about that moment yeah. where you see the watch for the first time, and Martha again? Uh-huh. Shout out to Finn Radman on This and her reaction when she sees the watch of, oh my god! You know yeah. the fuck! You know it's oh, that sort uh... of thing. is incredible, and it's mm-hmm. really undersold as well. It does not been like <gasps> dun dun dun. You just see it in her eyes go,
1: Ooh. oh my god! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just and it's kind of a shame actually because it's it's not who. <laughs> You know, she just thinks, oh, it's another time lord. The doctor's not going to be alone, but she doesn't know who it is. Um, How is like, she going to know? Yeah, that's true. The doctor
0: acts like, oh, for fuck's sake. What were you, doing? you know, yeah, it does act like it's
1: it's her fault for a little bit. You're like, dude, hold on. Mm-hmm. How is she going to know? Yeah. And it's even interesting that the doctor sort of goes, well, it depends on which one. And he's, he's clearly, his mind's ticking. And he's just, mm-hmm. and he's sort of like thinking, oh, God, is it? mm." And it's, it's all inter- interesting because, you know, obviously Time Lords do have this ability to recognise each other in different regenerations and such. So I don't know whether it's sort of it's something slightly very, very, very latent mm. about it or something. But um, but also, I think we should give a shout out to um, John Barrowman.
0: Oh, yes. I mean, I think him coming back is, um I think a lot of people, there's a lot of speculation happening because obviously talk to it is happening at the same mm. time. Um, so there was a lot of speculation about, you know, are they going to meet which, up? You know, and is he going to be in it? And to, again, we talked when talking about Torchwood, which which Captain Jack is showing up, <laughs> the Torchwood one or the Doctor Who one? Mm. And luckily, we got the Doctor
1: Who one. Yeah, but I mean, um, <clears throat> the part where he's he's in um, the radiation flood chamber, where he's trying to get the engines going, and that <laughs> the doc the Doctor and Jack have that uh, the talk
0: mm. and,
1: you know, the Doctor sort of, like, admits to what's happened to him. You know, that it was like Rose is doing. And he sort of, like, says to Jack that he just finds him plain wrong. Not because mm. of his, like, sexuality, just because of the fact that he's immortal. And Jack just goes, you know, shame on you. He doesn't, like, he's not, like, offended by it. Yeah. But, it's but he's just, pointing like... out
0: the Doctor's bullshit. Yeah. Which it needs to be said, I think mm. that, as well, in this series, I think... This is probably the doctorate is most intolerable in the mm. in, in this series taken as a whole. Um, his you know his smugness, you know his gittery, his sort of disregard for people, you know the way he's Martha. I think that you you could really go off him in this, mm. and it's it's just as well he had his bullshit called by somebody
1: because
0: mm-hmm. I think he needed it.
1: Yeah. Um, Also, I do want to give a bit of a shout out to Chipo Chung as Chan. Oh yes, yeah, because that's a big old prosthetic to work through. Yeah, and she does does a lovely job, and you know, she's just so like so like sweet and nice, and so obviously you know that once the master returns, she's going to get it, but she does take down his incarnation as well.
0: Yeah, which tremendous, you know. Yeah. And, again, Derek Jack would be so funny when he's talking about, you know, killed by an insect and all this sort of thing. Yeah. So um, well, another couple of things in this episode, again, a, a really interesting idea
1: mm-hmm.
0: to base it on this whole thing of we're basically at the end of the universe and we're trying to do something about that, mm-hmm. sort of go somewhere before it all goes away.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, not so sure about the future kind.
1: Yeah. They're a bit sort of like budget Mad Max, aren't they? Really,
0: they are a bit, well, very budget Mad Max. Mm. A little Mad Max, yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah. But and as well, uh, little Crute. Yeah. Um, a child, <laughs> you know, uh, who's actually done jobs after this. He's been in Harry Potter and things like that after this as well.
1: Nice,
0: uh, which good for him. Uh, I think he got his, jo- he got it uh, through Blue Peter, didn't they do a competition? Yeah,
1: yeah. That's I yeah. remember that. Yeah, it was a, like a walk-on part.
0: Yes. I think it speaks to the the level of Doctor Who's popularity, which I think peaks in Series Four and never reaches those heights again. Which mm. I think actually is kind of a good thing. But at this point, Doctor Who was everywhere. It was ubiquitous. Mm. I mean, it it wasn't quite the level of David Tennantness, which comes up mm-hmm. sort of soon, where he was on everything over Christmas. Yeah. Um. But yeah, the, the the sort of hysterical level of popularity that Doctor Who had reached, it was kind of almost Dalek Mania and mm-hmm. Of the spectrum, and it was kind of getting almost too much. Yeah. So I remember it was a case of this is when Wolves are still around and all this sort of thing. And, um, you know, you could walk every shop you walked in, you couldn't move for stuff with his
1: face on. (laughs) Mm. So let's move on to the sound of drums in The Last of the Time Lords. Now, as much as I loved Utopia, I think this. I like sound of drums more.
0: Yeah. Because the sound of drums is properly exciting,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um I think it it's sort of the sense of momentum of things getting away from the doctor mm-hmm. and things are happening, and you know it's really tense again, we sort of talked about twenty four it's it's kind of that level of Jack Bauer running around l a in a bulletproof vest it's kind of that le the intensity of it it's really compelling
1: mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, like even there's like the bits where he's talking to the master on the on the phone, Mm. and the master's watching him through CCTV. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, as much as I'm sort of like on the fence a bit about John Sim, the bit where um, that uh, a journalist I think she was gets like diced up by the toplophane. Yeah, the the bit where he's sort of like, oh, like. Closes the door and then he opens it and she's still screaming and he's like, Winters, and he closes the door and then he opens it again and she's still screaming. He's like, Oh God.
0: <laughs> again, it's, it's that bit of the cat, he's the first cabinet meeting as where he gasses everybody. <laughs> two thumbs up. It's just so super villainous. You have to laugh. He yeah. might as well be Dr. Evil. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, but he switches between, I mean, it's truly psychotic, his way of doing it. That, that sort of switching between that sort of thing mm-hmm. and like you say, the phone conversation with the doctor and um, the stuff when he's on his, on um, cloud, cloud base. base. Yeah. Yeah. Which is straight out of captain Scarlet, which is so funny. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um,
0: again, captain Scarlet, best thing Jerry Anderson ever did fight me. Right. <laughs> um, um, I don't I would not
1: disagree.
0: I would yeah, not disagree. Would, no, I'm just talking to the internet large fight me, bro. <laughs> Come at me. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, the start the all the music and Lucy's bopping around in the back, <laughs> And, um, yeah, and he's really, that kind of really weird relationship with Lucy, which is kind mm. of icky. Yeah. You know, like the bit where he
1: snogs him, I'm like, ah, oh, stop it. Yeah. <laughs> but then, then she turns up later with a black eye, and it's like, oh, oh shit. Yeah,
0: because I remember RTD talking about he wanted to, he should have made more of that. Mm. And I'm sort of inclined to agree. Yeah.
1: You know, yeah. But again,
0: it's sort of too it's... easy super villainy. Oh look, he mm-hmm. smacks his missus around. Yeah. He's definitely evil. It's like, yeah, I get it. I saw the part where he decimated the human race. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. with the proper proper use of decimation as it, well. So Yeah,
1: that that was good. Turning yeah. the doctor into Dobby the oh, House Elf. Right. Let's talk about that. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't mind like the the Arrest of Regeneration. I don't mind imaging the Doctor to, like, look like a hundred years old and stuff. So. But the 900-year-old Doctor, in all his CG glory, in a birdcage. Yeah, uh, people were bad at that. Yeah. And, well, that... I don't know which is, like, worse, that or how the Doctor returns. Because to, I don't... Hmm. Right, okay. I don't... Mind. So move, moving on to the
0: climax, last of the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: I don't mind the methodology using this the psychic in, uh, patterns of the archangel network yeah. to regenerate. But again,
0: we've sort of got we've sort of been introduced to this idea within, in the Shakespeare Code. This whole idea of words have power; yeah. they have yeah. weight.
1: You know, so yeah. that's fine. The problem yeah. I have with it is it's it, it kind of comes out of nowhere. And also, I think a lot of people
0: are a bit uncomfortable with the messianic overtones. That,
1: yes, as well, yeah, yes. Yeah. But I think I would have been absolutely fine with that if there had just been like one little bit. Like, if maybe it's like like the end of a scene where the master's just like messing around with the Doctor, and you know, he disappears, and the Doctor just like sits and just like maybe it's like gets into like a like a yoga pose or something, and just just closes his eyes and concentrates. Just something to give the idea of that's what he's doing. Yeah, like it's tuning into the. Oh
0: yeah, I feel like we, I feel like you didn't earn it because we didn't. Yeah. understand
1: just, it, you know. It's just so sort of like out of nowhere. Mm. Somehow, I mean, I don't like the whole bit of Martha like traveling. Around oh, the I world... want to
0: talk about this a bit more actually, right. but we'll we'll, okay. we'll carry on with the um, the old idea of the psychic network.
1: Yeah, um, that. But also like the the sort of like the cover story for Martha's journey of being like trying to find a like a gun in four parts that unit. Created to kill Time Lords. I mean, I don't, I mean, maybe it's the Master just like on so much of a power trip because effectively he has one, but I don't know. It's like he's, he seems to buy it a little too easily. Do you know what I mean? I mean, obviously, it's, it's there for it. The actual gun is there for him to destroy, so it like gives it a bit more credibility, but. I mean, it's like you. Well, I mean, to
0: be honest, it's kind of overkill because you know what a gun that kills time lords look like? A gun. Yeah. (laughs) Because they're not like colossus; they don't just bullets bounce off them. They still die.
1: You have to shoot them a bunch more than you would a normal human. Yeah, but it's it's it's, especially when Martha says a gun in four parts scattered across the world. I mean, come on! Did you really believe it? Yeah, and
0: also, but yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah, I mean because. Well, I mean, it's kind of, it feels like saying that to the audience as well yeah. as the master. Yeah, and it's just... Uh, mm, mm, mm. <laughs> also, I mean, if the why skirt it across the world? Why not leave it all in one cupboard? Put yeah. it in the Black Archive, no one knows about that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I want to talk more about this Martha walking the earth thing, mm-hmm. because I wish it had just been that. Yeah. Because it and also the fact that, you know, we do a Superman and spin the earth backwards and then it never happened. Yeah. It so diminishes what she went through
1: mm-hmm. and what her family went through as yeah. well. But I mean the thing of it is, like the doctor says on Cloudbase, um, they still sort like, it didn't actually happen in real time, but they still experienced it. Yeah. And I mean that's that must be such like I like guess psychiatrist nightmare, do you know what I mean? Oh it just like, ruined you. Yeah. Bloody hell! I mean, that's and it's just... like,
0: cheers, Martha. Thanks for that. See you later, darling. Yeah. All right. You know. well, no, actually, not even that. You know. No. Finally, the doctor's like, oh yeah, come on, let's go and do this. She's like, no, actually, you can bollocks, and I don't blame her.
1: Yeah. But it's, it's sort of like the the whole speech she has about getting out. You would have thought that should have like come earlier. Do you know what I mean? It's like this. Yeah. This should have been like she should have like clicked onto this like the fact that you know the doctor will not fancy her. And all that. That should have that should have happened at the end of, like, like during gridlock or something. Yeah. When it was
0: deadly obvious. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think this whole thing of this Martha goes through all of this, she walks the earth, mm-hmm. you know, I wish, like I say, I wish that we had another episode so we could just watch her do that, if that was the Doctor-like. Yeah you know, that we see her travelling to all these different places and things she has to do mm-hmm. to survive and, like, how the human race is. I mean, cause you hear the thing about the doctor, the Master Selling carved himself carved on Mount Rushmore?
1: Yeah.
0: It's like, can we see? <laughs> that yes. would be nice. You know, and you hear about all this thing of, like, you know, there's this huge arsenal being built by human slaves to go invade other places mm-hmm. and the Toklopane and stuff and it's like, people were telling me but you're not showing me. Yeah. And, you I know, I do yeah. wish we were watching that.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was one of, like, the the Spin off novels, the yes, they which I out. read
0: and is not very good, <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> A bit flat, um, you know,
1: th- two th- three stars, I would say, out of five. Yeah, never mind then. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, I um, know no, no, what you mean. Um,
0: yeah, it's just again, it's just indicative of really this series' is massive flaw, which is how it treats Martha,
1: mm-hmm. yeah,
0: you know, and to, to diminish what she went through like mm-hmm. that. Just going. Oh, it didn't happen, but you remember it. No one else does. Never mind.
1: Yeah, God.
0: Yeah, it sucks. And I think it, you know. And um, it's one of those things again. I will. I'll say again. It's one of those things of Martha is perhaps the worst done by companion, and this mm-hmm. is really the icing on the cake for that. Yeah. No, so it's it's disappointing in that way. Mm-hmm. Again, it's it's kind of it, it, last. Of the time lords can't live up to the promise. Sound of drums makes, mm. and that's disappointing. Yeah, but I mean, there is good stuff in it, yeah. particularly that
1: bit where the Doctor just hysterically re- weeps over the over the Master's corpse. Yeah, well, even the bit before, like even though it's like Crystal Dragon Jesus is floating above him, mm. and you sort of like think, "Oh God, what are you gonna do?" Well, then he just like um, he just sort of like lowers himself back down to the ground, and he tugs the Master, and he just says, "I forgive you." Hmm. You know, when I mean, I like that. That was that was. That was absolutely proper like doctor.
0: Yeah, it was, yeah. In a in a year where he's not very doctorish at all. No. Or what we think of as doctorish. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and I think it's it it was kind of a thing of taken as a whole, I think it was necessary for his character. Because mm-hmm. obviously after all the thing of Rose, he can't just go, Oh well, on to the next one. Yeah. Of course it's gonna have a big impact. I mean, it's kind of a way it was necessary, mm-hmm. but I'm sad it had to Freeman Adgerman had to be the one to take it. Yeah. because um, I think she deserved better. Mhm. But I think good for her. She's done a marvelous job. She's got great jobs after this, you know, and it's done done good things for her in that way. Mm-hmm. But um, I think that I think that the criticisms of RTD, you know, making it entirely too soap
1: mm-hmm.
0: and too kitchen sink yeah. and it, it's I think those criticisms are fairly justified for this series. mm
1: mm-hmm. Mhm. Yeah,
0: not to be said. I mean, there's great stuff in season three. Yeah, season three, I should say. There's great episodes. Mm-hmm. It's got blink for God's sake. Yeah, but like you say, it's it's maddening inconsistency.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, it, not yeah. bad could be better, mm-hmm. as you know, many a uh, many a teacher wrote on my school reports.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, and
0: on um, that note, oh, so we should give a quick note to um, mm. there was a little the little animated serial in the Infinite
1: Quest. Oh yeah, I never, um,
0: I never
1: really got around to seeing that. Actually, to be well, honest. worth
0: a look. Actually, right, nice. you know, it's pretty light. You know, it's not like, you know, it's definitely more aimed at kids. Mm-hmm. But I mean, you know, it's quite fun. It's a ni- you know, it's a it's a nice little nice little watch. I'd say give it a try.
1: Yeah, that was the. Um... That was the Cosgrove Hall one, wasn't
0: it? It was, yes. So yes, before you know,
1: Cosgrove Hall went away.
0: R.I.P. Yeah. So I mean, all the thirty-some uh, things like us were going. You know, it gives you warm fuzzies of Danger Mouse and Count Dracula. <laughs> so
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> so yeah, give it a tr- give it a
1: look if you haven't mm. watched it. Mm. Um. So shall we wrap this up then? Let's wrap it up. Okay. So. If you'd like to share your thoughts about uh, Doctor Who series three, you can do so. You can email us, us at uh, greatest show at simply syndicated com. We do have our Facebook page, uh, facebook dot com slash greatest show podcast, and mm-hmm. we do have our Twitter account at greatest show pod. Um, also while you're on Simply Syndicated do check out all the other shows do please help us out we could, uh, we do need to keep the site going um, we have of course Simply Everything where for £6 a month you can buy, uh, listen to Simply Everything that Simply Syndicated has ever produced uh, there is also a Patreon where, for three dollars a month, which is about about two quid or so, uh, you can support us and you'll get uh, exclusive things. Or there is a uh, PayPal link at the very bottom of the page where, if you're a kind soul, you can just donate money on your uh, on your own whim. Um, the store, of course, buy things. Buy apparel things. for your chase Yes. yes. Um, and with that being said, thank you very much, Emma. Thank you, Mike. And we shall talk to you next time. Yeah. Come the drums.